Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and holy shit, I had coronavirus coming into our tent, and I'll spill the beans and probably give you corona. everyone and welcome to another episode of there's no place like summer camp there was a week delay in this episode um and there's no real way of getting around this other than to say that i did actually have coronavirus and that is absolutely bananas to me to um think that i actually had Corona, COVID-19, I caught coronavirus from the Czech Republic and only in the last episode, which is two weeks ago now, I said in that podcast that uh, I'm just getting a test to see whether I have it and I think that if I did have it, the chances are that I probably caught it from the Czech Republic. So let's give you some background around that and then we'll carry on with um, the rest of this episode, which is all around me having corona because that's fucking crazy. So I spent um, a Wednesday to a Sunday uh, a couple of weeks ago now in Prague and actually went with a couple of mates from summer camp, which, of course happens to be the thing that this podcast is all about. There's no place like summer camp, is making friends with those at summer camp. And yeah, we still stay in touch. We've been um, traveling quite a few places, uh, but this was the big one. This was the trip abroad that um, happened to occur over the pandemic. And it was a long trip. It had been one that we've been looking forward to for a long time. It wasn't actually our first booked trip abroad. We did actually have uh, a trip to Spain cancelled at the start of the pandemic where uh, we had plans lined up where we would fly into Madrid and then from Madrid spend a couple of days and then head over to Barcelona before flying back and that was right at the start of the pandemic so um, it was around sort of March time that those got cancelled and only now have we been able to go abroad to Prague So in the previous episode, I did say that I think if I caught it, it would have been from Prague. And the reason for that is because when we went over to um, the Czech Republic, the first thing that we instantly noticed actually was even before then was at the airport was how quiet the airport was and um, just going through security would take like two minutes compared to the usual half an hour like long line of people there wasn't that this time around it was literally straight to the front straight through straight through your bags and that was crazy and we thought to ourselves while we were queuing up that um, that's really odd and are we the dumb people that are deciding to travel during a pandemic and lo and behold um, in hindsight yes we were and I think when we got over to the Czech Republic as well it was really surprising to see the change in culture of uh, how they were treating the coronavirus and um, there was a very distinct lack of masks Uh, social distancing wasn't really a thing we were able to go into a Tesco's and yes they do have Tesco's in uh, the Czech Republic which surprised me as much as it would probably you the listener and uh, we went into the Tesco's and found that no one was wearing masks which is fair enough because you see these different rules in different countries but there were no masks anywhere and by the first day we realized that we were the stupid ones that were wearing masks and walking around with masks because it was no point no one in the country was wearing them and especially around the Prague city center full of tourism full of tourists and things to do and people jumping in your face there was no real point in wearing them so we didn't want to look like the standout tourists because the only people that we did see wearing masks and it was very 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 rare were those that have recently touched down in Prague and uh, were tourists. Um, But sure enough, after a couple of days, those same people wouldn't be wearing a mask. Um, And yeah, it was really crazy. So that's how the corona all came about. And um, 
We definitely caught it from. We definitely caught it from Prague. That's a hundred percent certainty. Um, it came about after my recording, actually, of my previous episode. So I recorded the previous episode on a Monday, just before uh, the Tuesday episode goes live, and. Um, it was a day that thankfully I had booked off from work, so didn't have to worry about going in on that Monday. And thankfully, I didn't um, actually use those holiday allowance on that day because it was around the afternoon that I started to feel a little bit off. Um, that Monday after coming back from Prague, it was only the day before that we had been um, traveling through the skies with Ryanair and now we were back into the swing of things and I just didn't feel myself and the thing that really gave it away for me was the first couple of symptoms that I encountered and the fatigue was the main one so if I had to list the uh, symptoms that came up fatigue was definitely one of the first that I felt it was very tired, felt very drained. My whole body felt very tired. And I think it was then that I realized that potentially I had coronavirus. I think um, when I started to feel very tired and exhausted, um, my mind was trying to tell me that this could be maybe like a hangover or all the traveling that's starting to catch up with me. So I tended to... Um, be very wary of my symptoms but um, I made sure to get enough sleep and rest and in the back of my mind I thought maybe this could be coronavirus which is pretty crazy and these symptoms came up around I don't know about four o'clock in the afternoon shortly after recording the podcast I was just like oh this is weird I'm really tired all of a sudden so that was one of the first symptoms I had and then came along the second batch of symptoms and this included fever and I was so hot and sweaty and especially lying down and trying to get some circulation in the room, having some uh, fresh air come in through the windows. I just felt very hot and I would very regularly wake up over those next couple of days, really hot, sweating loads, just lying in bed and being very tired and sweating a lot. Uh, another symptom that came up shortly after this was the runny nose and the whole body was starting to ache then it wasn't no longer just a fatigue where I was very tired but I was also tired with the aching and um, that was very strange it felt like I'd done like a massive workout without actually done any exercise and the thing that was very strange also was the um, eyes for me uh, it wasn't a symptom that if you look up coronavirus that's uh, commonly listed there, but I found that my eyes ached a lot. And this is a strange symptom because what it felt like was if I wanted to move my eyes, if I wanted to look from one corner of my eye to the other, it'd be very painful. Um, my eyes would feel like they're very stiff and potentially, I'd say, dry. If I had to try and like describe what it felt like, it just felt like they're very achy, very heavy. And um, yeah, that was very strange. So that was my first batch of symptoms was the fatigue, the fever, the sweating, the runny nose, and then the whole body ache. And then my eyes were aching as well on top of that. So that was the Monday and... Going into the Tuesday, uh, those were the symptoms that I found I had. And uh, on Wednesday, I found my taste to be slightly off as well. And that was where I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I have coronavirus now. Um, my taste was slightly off in the sense that I would have a microwave pizza, like one of those Chicago town, like pepperoni, small microwave pizzas. And it tasted a little bit off. Like I could taste uh, the pepperoni and it would be very salty and it wouldn't really taste the pepperoni at all. It would just taste like very salty, like ham almost. And it just tasted a bit weird. And I didn't want to um, maybe admit it at first that I had coronavirus at this point because I thought that potentially it could be like a hangover coming back from Prague and having a heavy weekend with my boys and um, potentially that they've changed maybe the 
um, the taste of the pizzas now. So it wasn't a certainty that I had coronavirus by this point, but it was around here that messages started to come through from my friends who also came to with me to Prague. And they were uh, messaging saying, how's everyone feeling? And as soon as I saw that message, I was like, holy shit. Okay, the other guys feel a little bit off as well. I'm going to have to tell them how I'm, how I'm feeling. And um, yeah, you can, you can understand that it felt very strange for us to all come to realize that we have coronavirus. So on the Wednesday, that was where the taste was starting to be a little bit off. And... Um, one of the first things that we did around this point was come to realize that I potentially could have coronavirus and we ordered a test on the Tuesday, thankfully, um, an at-home test just to make sure that we don't have coronavirus because by that point, when we were ordering the tests, we thought, you know what, we've just come in from abroad, we should really get tests just to make sure everything's okay. And little did we realize that when the tests would arrive on the Wednesday, that we would actually fucking need them because we were starting to feel worried that we actually had coronavirus. So the Wednesday was a big day and um, that was when the tests, I believe, they arrived. And uh, one of the strange things was um, my taste, of course, going a bit off. And I think that really um, came to a pinnacle when it came to my order of Pringles because I'd been so put off from this taste of the pizza that I didn't order my normal Pringles when we were doing an online shop because we were being very safe in uh, making sure that we stayed at home until these results came through and these I would normally go for Texas barbecue Pringles but I couldn't imagine anything worse while on coronavirus trying to taste this artificial taste of Pringles so I went instead for the sour cream and that was something that um, thankfully were one of those tastes that tended to be okay while I was going through coronavirus um, it was very strange that my taste was starting to go off and definitely on the Thursday that I massively noticed that it had cranked up a notch or two because uh, I found that my taste and smell had really gone askew during these couple of days um, just three days after my first symptoms on the Thursday did I realize that I couldn't taste um, dairy milk which is one of my favorite things to eat just casually to snack on and it was really strange to uh, explain to my girlfriend how the taste was so I did try and write this down um, while I was going through these symptoms because I wanted to log the the feeling of going through this weird symptom because I'd never heard of anything like um, missing your taste and sense of smell that's such a strange symptom but it's one that's commonly associated with uh, coronavirus before coronavirus I would never have thought that you could lose your sense of smell or taste unless maybe you've chopped off your tongue or you've got a blocked nose but in this case it was really strange because I thought you'd maybe need a blocked nose not to be able to smell but here I was being able to freely breathe through my nose and mouth absolutely fine but I couldn't taste. So this is what I wrote about uh, trying a block of dairy milk. It's like you've woken up at 4am, you've gone outside and it's a really foggy and misty day. You take a bite of the mist outside your house and there's a sprinkling of cocoa in the mist. It's a very distant taste. You don't always taste the chocolate but you sort of know it's there. You go mist, 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 chocolate, mist, mist, mist. And that's the best description I could have of what it was like to eat uh, a bar of dairy milk chocolate while I was balls deep in coronavirus symptoms. And that was pretty crazy because, you know, it's one of my favorite things to eat. Like I say, I have it all the time, just a normal plain bar of dairy milk. But here I was, a block would be in my mouth eating it but not really tasting anything and then I would get a slight um, a, sw a slight sniff of a piece of cocoa and then that would disappear back to just eating nothing it felt like I was absolutely eating nothing 
um besides some mist it was very distant taste and i think the fog really does help you to understand what it was like to eat chocolate during this time because it was very strange and of course it wasn't just chocolate that i missed out on either it was things like pizza and curry and there was loads of different things so speaking of the curry that was one of the um next things that we actually tried later on in the evening on the friday um but but just before i move on to the curry um i did try every day to see how my taste was doing and using the bar of dairy milk as like a um uh, a test i guess of how my taste was returning and whether it was getting worse or better my symptoms and the Friday, I actually had a different experience with the taste of chocolate, and this is what I wrote. It's like I've dipped my tongue in oil, and it's hardened, and bits of chocolate come through occasionally. You can tell it's creamy just from the texture of it in your mouth, but you aren't getting the taste. And that's pretty much how I could taste, and probably to some degree, I'm still getting these weird like tastes, taste-like symptoms today because I don't think personally that the taste has fully returned and you never know when it has to be honest but um, just the having the uh, the texture of it in your mouth was really nice and um, that moves me on to one of my points that I really thought about while actually having all these symptoms was um, I was eating some cookies and I thought why the hell am I eating these uh, if I can't get the taste I can't taste these cookies. I didn't like, well, I wasn't really enjoying the taste, but I'm still eating the cookies. So I came to realize that it wasn't just the taste of the cookies that was helping me get through this. It was actually the texture as well. And it's a food that I'm used to. And I just had to put my sense of the taste out of my mind and just enjoy the texture, the crunch, the the taste of the melting coke chocolate and the crunchiness of the biscuit as well to put it all um into my mind and just like enjoy the experience because um i think one of the last things you want to do while you're going through coronavirus is to make things maybe potentially a little bit worse for your happiness because you're eating something that you're not enjoying but you're trying to get that taste So I made sure to eat the foods that I still normally eat and just hope on the chance that um, that on that day I could maybe taste a little bit more of the things I enjoy compared to the day before. So I was still eating the same things, the cookies, the dairy milk and the pizzas and junk food and all that stuff in general but um, I really wanted to just enjoy the textures and appreciate foods for I don't know different reasons I guess. So on the Friday we had the curry and I could taste different things around the kitchen just to see how I sense them so uh, it was kind of like a weird experiment on this day because by this point I had gone through about four or five days worth of symptoms where I was having the runny nose, the temperature, the fever, the fatigue, and it was just really overwhelming for those five or five or so days. Really overwhelming. But I wanted to make sure that I could test my new almost like a superpower I guess to see what I could and couldn't sense so while uh, Natasha was cooking me curry I was smelling different things around the kitchen to see how I'd sense them so it was so weird Um, one of the things that I remember trying to go around the kitchen and sense was garlic granules so we have like different pots of herbs and spices around the kitchen. She's very much into her cooking. And one of the things that I picked up first was like a little um, a herb pot, I guess, of garlic granules. I flicked the lid open, went to smell it, and I couldn't smell a thing. It smelt like the garlic had even like gone off and then therefore have lost its smell or it needed like a bit of a mix so I could smell the garlic come through. But literally, I would shake the bottle, nothing. And it would just be a fresh pack of uh, garlic granules. So there's nothing there about it going off. 
One of the next things that I tried to smell was our laundry conditioner for the washing machine. And I took a big sniff of that and I smelled it and it just smelled completely off. I could smell something come through, but it wasn't the smell that it was emitting. And that was really weird. It was a brand new bottle of uh, laundry conditioner. It was like honeysuckle or some shit. Some really nice smelling like laundry conditioner. But to me, I would open the lid and smell it. And it would smell like that this uh, conditioner had sat there for 10 years. It was like a really off smell. And um, it was really strange because I was trying to explain to Natasha how it smelled so stagnant and off. But... She would take a sniff and she'd be like, what do you, what are you talking about? It's absolutely fine. Um, another thing that I tested was um, some, uh, what is it called? Disinfectant. So I opened a bottle of disinfectant just to smell like whether I could smell anything. And that was another thing that I literally, I was spraying it into my nose and I couldn't smell a thing. It was like I was just breathing pure oxygen from the mountains of the Lake District. It was so weird because it was, um, I have actually gone back and smelt this bottle of disinfectant and it is a very pungent pine smell. Um, But at the time of coronavirus, when I was going through it, I couldn't smell a thing. It was like literally like I was just breathing normal air. And just to see Natasha's face like while I was doing all these tests was a bit absurd. Um, And I think I can understand why now when I go back to these bottles of things and the taste is, the smell, should I say sorry, is very pungent. But at the time I couldn't smell a thing. It was very weird, very weird indeed. So uh, Natasha cooked us a curry on that Friday and I could taste the curry that she made, thankfully, but whether I could taste the same taste as Natasha was, I'm not really sure. And that's something that's so strange about this uh, symptom is you don't know what you're smelling and whether that matches to what the other person, person can smell. Um, If I had to describe what it was like to not smell or taste, there's definitely something that I could uh, try and help you understand. Um, And I have to really bring you back to the testing of coronavirus to help you understand where I'm coming from here before I begin. So our test was a home test and that got sent out on the Tuesday and we had to fill it in and do the tests ourselves send it in through Royal Mail uh, on the Wednesday. And there was a lot of delays around this. But the test itself was really cool. So what you get is like an Amazon parcel delivered by Amazon, by the way, it's pretty cool. Um, And um, you get the parcel in the post and it tells you all the instructions and the guidance on what to do. And you literally get, long story short, is a really long um, earbud sort of thing, like a one-sided earbud, and it's a really big one. And what you do is you swab the inside of your tonsils, and then you take the same earbud and go right up your nose as far as you can and spin this earbud right into the back of your brain, it feels like, um, just to get as much texture and, um, I don't know, specimen shit as possible. So you're doing that and um, it was after then that that test that I felt like I had um, irritated the back of my nose because you go so far and it's very like an almost, uh, I don't know, I never thought I'd ever stick anything that far into the back of my nose and I didn't think my nose went that far. But when I did the test of uh, the the self home test, it was very strange because I could feel I could feel like a peppery type of not stinging but like a scent, a a peppery somewhat scent at the back of my nose, and um, I guess that lingered and that stayed with me, and that was the um, the tingling feeling of the back of my nose was the actual corona. Um, making myself not be able to smell properly. So it was a very like uh, peppery, almost like a campfire type smokiness at the back of your throat, 
Um, I would say it's even further than the back of your throat. I would say if I had to pinpoint the exact location of where it feels like, it would be like up, um, up in your mouth, like where it connects to your nose. It's a very deep feeling and uh, doing the test yourself is, isn't very nice. So um, that would be how I f how it felt like to uh, not be able to smell. There was a tingling, peppery type of feeling at the back of your nose. And it kind of felt like, potentially, I might be chatting absolute shit here, but um, it felt like I could have swabbed the coronavirus from my tonsils and actually placed it at the back of my nose because it was only after that test that I felt like my uh, sense of smell had gone completely whack. So, yeah, I started having those symptoms after doing the uh, the swab and... Um, I don't know, maybe it's a conspiracy that I'm just chatting shit about, but I had corona before for sure anyway. But it just felt a little bit strange to me that I only started to get that sense of not being able to smell and taste after doing the test. So those were the t that was the test we did, and we didn't actually get the results until the... We were supposed to get the results after two days and my friends who went for a drive-in test actually got their test the next day they got their results and they got theirs back as positive and that was pretty uh damning in my opinion as soon as they got their results and were positive i was like okay it's a hundred percent i have corona now and i i was like 95 percent sure that i had corona before then there was like a gut instinct almost that I knew I had coronavirus without even having the test. It was just too many symptoms all at the same time. And um, thankfully, I was in a position where I could self-isolate. And uh, my girlfriend, too, was able to self-isolate after things became a bit more serious. And uh, she went on to actually contract it herself from me because her result uh, was initially negative and now positive. Um, so we did end up doing two tests because the results from our home test took so long to come through and we didn't realize that the home test actually has a longer delay on results than it does for a drive through And it was to the extent where we were really needing positive or negative results either way in order to take the time off work. And it was just taking the piss. So what we did was arrange for a second test where we went for a drive-through test so we could get the results the next day. And lo and behold, um, we go through the, for the drive-through test. And it was very strange, by the way, when you go for a drive-through test because it, feel, it feels like very much like a zombie apocalypse type of scenario because you have at least the one I went to, which was at Manchester Airport, uh, you drive through all these white tents and you have all these people dressed in full protective uh, equipment, which of course is understandable, but it feels like very much like a zombie infection, like in the real world. It was very strange. So yeah, we went to this drive-through test and what they did was exact same thing. They take a massive earbud, they swab the inside of your tonsils and then they take that same uh, swab, shove it way up your nose for 10 seconds and it's very painful and I had to just sit there in the car while they were doing this and uh, my eyes were watering and I wanted to cough and all sorts but uh, thankfully just managed to get through it, get the results the next day. And um, we actually got our results from the drive-through and from the one on the Tuesday, or should I say Wednesday with the home test, both on that same day. So uh, if I had to give any recommendations, at least for those in the UK, is definitely do a drive-through test rather than an at-home one. There seems to be a massive delay on them. And uh, we had to, and we ended up actually escalating our case because it was so long. And it was like literally about f well over four days before we got that result through. So that's one definite recommendation I would make. So yeah, we did two tests, both as un unpleasant as the other, but um, just to get the results were really good. And uh, we saw that her test was initially negative from the at-home 
test and then it went to positive since uh, we've been staying at home together. So uh, it's a bit strange in her shoes, to be honest, as well, because I've had all these symptoms. I've had a crazy amount of symptoms, um, but she's got her result back as positive and we think she's been incubating it for all this time but here I am and uh, we're just about three days away before she's allowed to go back out into the public uh, because she's tested positive for corona and she hasn't actually had any symptoms at all and that's really crazy and I consider myself lucky that um, the coronavirus didn't impact me as much as it could have done because you hear about all these people that have been absolutely knocked the wind out of their sails and some people even die from this shit and that's the crazy thing is at times you sit there lying in bed um and you just think fuck could this be my way out is this how i'm gonna go and that's fucking it's crazy it's a crazy mindset that you get especially when you're lying in bed you don't want to do anything um and you're just lying in bed for 16 plus hours in the day and that was something that I really struggled with because I like to be productive I like to do things I could have spent my two weeks in isolation creating a book or creating podcast material or working on different things around the house but literally um that's one thing that we did both have is real lack of uh, get up and go the last thing you want to do when you have coronavirus is do anything productive and um, I think the most productive thing we've done especially like during the, the worst of it which was I'd say last week in particular was um, watch series of in-betweeners and in-betweeners movie that's probably the most productive thing I could do I'd wake up and I'd feel so tired and also another thing that was um was very apparent of getting coronavirus was the appetite um in my in my case my appetite went completely out the window um i don't know if that's to do with the taste or uh it's its own separate symptom but i i think i'll consider it its own symptom because i was eating so little i would create myself like a bowl of cereal and i could do i could only stomach probably about two spoonfuls um and I'll just be very uh, self-conscious of how much I was eating because, uh, I don't know, I just couldn't stomach it. So I didn't have any, like, uh, vomiting. I didn't have any diarrhea. I didn't have any coughing, I would say. I think there's something that's come about more recent, especially since I've been able to go out of the house now, is I've noticed that my breathing is slightly off uh, from where it used to be. So um, one of the things that I notice is if I'm taking a yawn and I'm tired, um, I can't hold like a full breath like I normally would. So I would like stop myself mid yawn, hold it, and then I'll be able to yawn the, the rest of the yawn sort of thing. And that's a really weird thing. Um, it could be a permanent thing. Who knows? Like it's still so early in the early days with trying to understand this virus and... Um, yeah man it's crazy it is crazy but I had no cough um I think now now and again I get a little tingle if I do like a full breath um but I'm no longer contagious um I'm I've been allowed out of the house since uh Friday I'm currently recording this on the Saturday and all sense of time and what day it is really doesn't matter to me at this point because um coronavirus has just completely knocked me sideways it's been crazy what day of the week it is didn't really matter to me at all i would just be spending all of my time in bed trying to uh entertain myself by watching videos and just wanting the day to be over with um i'd go to bed at like 7 or 8 p.m and i'd be very tired and then i'd wake up in the morning around 9 or 10 p.m so every day i was consistently hitting 12 hours worth of sleep and then uh, during the day i'd also like to go for a nap which is definitely not like me i'm a massive night owl i like to stay up i like to play video games as well 
but during coronavirus when you have coronavirus I could not play any video games I couldn't focus and the last thing I wanted to do was do anything even remotely productive and I wouldn't even say playing video games is productive but that was the level of uh, fatigue that I had during that time so Man, it's been absolutely crazy. The appetite really hit me sideways as well because I'll be so hungry. But then when the food would be ready, whether that be Natasha cooking it or we would order something in, um, I literally could only stomach, a I don't know, half a plate, if that. So um, that was probably one of the slight positives that I could potentially say about the coronavirus if I had to try and take the positives out of it is I managed to lose half a stone within a week of uh, having coronavirus which is um, pretty good I guess Uh, obviously I'd like to lose it in better uh, circumstances but um, just because of the lack of food that was coming into my body I couldn't Um, hold on to it and I was just losing weight like no tomorrow so um, that's really helped with the diet and my goals of trying to lose some weight I think in 2020 so far I've probably lost about two stone approaching two stone and uh, I'm trying to take the positives away from that um, and just feel better in myself I guess so I've tried to stay light-hearted laugh along when uh, that you know I've been able to do so Um, The symptoms that I had maybe only lasted about 10 or so days and um, I think after the 10 day sort of period it started to get better. I'd have a couple of days where I'd have absolutely no symptoms at all and that absolutely be fine Um, and then a couple of days uh, in the run up to that two week uh, window I'd absolutely have the wind knocked out of my sails again. And that reminds me that I actually had my birthday, my 28th birthday uh, in lockdown with coronavirus. And it was actually the date that I got my results as well, the 29th of August. And I found it quite funny. So I put it onto my uh, Facebook and social media that I actually had coronavirus on my birthday. So um, my parents and family came up to come visit and of course having coronavirus completely ruined any plans that uh, we would normally have for my birthday Um, but for them to come up and see me and uh, celebrate and drop me off some presents at the door was really nice and yeah it made my birthday a little more memorable than the rest of the days that uh, I was just stuck in um, not undressed in my uh, dressing gown so um yeah it's been crazy I've been trying to stay light-hearted with it like me and Natasha have always had this funny song around coronavirus and um it's to the tune of um Venga Boys we like to party we like to party and the song that we've made is uh we have corona we have corona And it was very funny just to be able to like let our hair down and just take the piss out of ourselves while we had Corona and we were just locked in the house. And uh, we've tried to just stay lighthearted, laugh at the situation. I've been very lucky that I've been able to do so. I know that this very much affects people differently. Um, But like I say, the symptoms that I had over those two weeks were very uh, demanding and... um, I'm glad it's over to be honest it's probably left me with some sort of internal damage and lung damage and that sort of thing but we'll see um so as I start to wrap this up uh, I guess I'm very thankful for all the work that's ongoing and I think the advice of staying at home if you are detected positive with all this stuff very sound advice um There's plenty of NHS uh, text messages that I've been receiving around staying at home and having a bit of a countdown as to the dates that I can um, get back into the real world. I've been contacted by the NHS test and trace team as well so I could tell them all of the details, all of the places that we've been to and who I've been spending my time with before I got corona. 
Um, there's also a, an amazing group of volunteers that I didn't actually use myself, but there's a group of NHS volunteers that will help you with uh, online shopping and uh, getting anything that you need. So, um, yeah, like I say, I've been out and about the out of the house now. I was able to uh, leave the house on the 4th of September. And uh, the first thing that I did, if you're interested to know, is uh, I went outside and collected us a fish and chips for Fish and Ship Friday. And that was very nice. Um, since then, I've just gone out and about just doing small things. And that's the, that's the funny thing of get, having coronavirus is you would have thought staying inside for two weeks, you're going to absolutely hate it. And yeah, I did. But the very last thing that I wanted to do yesterday when I was actually allowed out of the house was I didn't really want to go massively exploring and just celebrate. It feels very awkward that I may, well, that I had coronavirus. And uh, even though the two weeks is over and I'm having no symptoms now, I'm um, not having any temperature and that's the key one. Uh, I didn't really feel like going out and just wandering around for the sake of it. So I've been very careful with what I've been doing, even though I don't have coronavirus anymore. Um, I'm making sure that Natasha's okay as well, of course, because she's been tested positive, yet her symptoms have been nowhere near uh, anything that I've experienced, which is funny because she keeps saying that I had man flu. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, the symptoms list is crazy, and uh, there's so many symptoms that you get having coronavirus, and... Um, if I had to try and guess like where I caught coronavirus from, it's very difficult to do so because there's obviously I've been in a different country all this time and done many different experiences. I went to different pubs and clubs and uh, flights. There's all these different things that I could have got it from. But I think the culture shock in Prague was... Um, I don't know it was so much to take on board and looking back if I knew that the country was going to be like that I probably wouldn't have gone um, but here we are we're over it now uh, me and my friends that actually did go to Prague are completely fine we've all had similar symptoms and similar sort of diaries as to uh, the symptoms that we've been following with each passing day and um, yeah it's crazy I know I've been probably called out on going on a lad's trip and catching coming back with coronavirus, but literally it wasn't our fault. The um, Czech Republic was on the green list of travel countries when we booked the holiday and flew out and even flew back. They were still on the green list. And only a week after we returned uh, did the Czech Republic actually end up getting on the red uh, traffic light system which um, is of course sod's law um, would I have changed anything I don't know we had a good time out there had some great memories made with friends from summer camp and um, it's very hard to say because you know you get a lot of raised eyebrows from people that think that you intentionally went out there and caught it but we couldn't put our finger on where we caught this virus from and um, if the country itself is running like pub crawls and um, bars are open like normal there's no social distancing there's no masks being worn then there's very little that we could do even if I think we put on our masks I still think we would have come back with coronavirus because uh, the country's attitude to the coronavirus was just so different from what we used to and it was actually refreshing while we were out there to actually be in a little bit of normality while we we're out there so um, I don't know man I'm just thankful I'm here, thankful I've got through it. Um, we'll see if there's any lasting effects. Um, I've signed myself up to be like a volunteer for any future like uh, immunity tests and uh, plasma stuff. So we'll see if anything happens with that. Um, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy that I caught coronavirus. And um, I don't know where I caught it from. We went on to, pub, we went to two pub crawls and that was 
packed with people could be from there i think it could be from the flight back we went with ryanair both both legs of the journey and we were told when we when we booked our flights that you would be tested for coronavirus before you got on the plane and then you would be tested at the end that you make sure you don't have coronavirus and uh, there'll be social distancing on the plane and all that good stuff the planes would be thoroughly cleaned we didn't see any of that we didn't get tested on the flight out there and that me and scott found that very strange you would have thought uh, you would get tested uh, for corona or even temperature checked none of that on the flight out there and um, on the flight back there was no social distancing that was the scary thing for me was I was sat next to someone who was a complete stranger um, there was someone in front of me that was a complete stranger and every seat around me was full and uh, I think one of the things that I would put a bad mark against was Ryanair's um, attitude towards the coronavirus because they say that the um, the air filtration system of the aircraft would get rid of coronavirus anyway but I think that seeing as I was shoulder to shoulder next to some foreigner uh, I could potentially have caught it from him or I gave it to him and um, yeah it's crazy because you know they only social. They only um, mix up the random allocation of seats to get more money. So you buy a seat next to your friends. But I think in this time, this time of coronavirus, they should really group everyone together, have that social distancing as well, because it was just unnecessary risk that's been added just for monetary gain. Um, is there anything else around the coronavirus? I'm trying to think. I've done two tests. I've caught it from Prague one million percent um I've the breathing is okay um the main symptoms if I had to list them were fatigue fever and the taste they were the main three and then there's been smaller symptoms as well um it's crazy it's absolutely crazy I never thought I would be the person that gets it um and I think the family and friends are a bit uh, dubious when I said I think I might have it. And then being certain in myself that I had it and then my friends getting coronavirus. It was just a crazy experience, man. Um, so future plans of traveling abroad have been put on hold. They're not going to be happening for a while. Even though I'm, uh, I'm supposedly immune um from coronavirus now it just feels a little bit awkward and i'm dicing with death a little bit if i'm going to be going abroad so uh any travels are probably going to be in the uk from this point going forward and that's a real shame because scott who was on the podcast before uh he actually leaves for new zealand uh at the end of this month he leaves on the 29th of september and um which is a shame because you know he he had his visa up until the middle of october we had plans to go travel the world together but of course sod's law that coronavirus happens when he's traveled over to the uk um we've done a couple of trips we've gone to cardiff we've been to york and we've been to prague but it would have been a lot more exciting to have gone abroad and that was always the intention so it's uh, just going to be an excuse for him to return in a couple of years when this is all over so anyway i think i have talked about coronavirus long enough um i hope you understand why there wasn't an episode last week because i was I, as much as i had all that spare time i really couldn't do anything and um I couldn't commit to anything and uh, I don't know it was just such a weird experience and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that I'm going to bump into where I have to explain that I actually had coronavirus and they're going to be blown away that they're going to know someone that had it and um, one thing that was completely ruined by this was my start date I was supposed to actually start a new job uh, this Monday just gone so that's pretty that's a pretty good way to make you feel like a complete fool 
uh, that you've gone to like a lads trip, so to speak, and you've come back with coronavirus. And uh, yeah, that's a good way to make you feel like a complete knob. But uh, like I say, I'd, I'd love to know where I caught coronavirus from. And I think that's one of the main issues with it is we never saw anyone that had it. We never bumped into anyone that we knew had it. Um, we don't know what day we caught it, whether that it was like on the flight back on that very last day of coming back from Prague or whether we had it all along and it was just incubating itself. We never know. And it's crazy. That's an absolutely crazy thing. Um, I might do a YouTube video um, because I don't know. I, th I think going through coronavirus, you want to tell people what it's like and let them know um, the symptoms to expect and what it's actually like to go through corona. Because I know, especially in the very first couple of days, I wanted to YouTube people who had corona and see their advice and things and whether symptoms I was feeling were normal and what sort of time scales I could expect to get better um, and any tips that they recommended as well so I think I might do a YouTube video which is uh, crazy because I haven't done any YouTube recording for I'd say about four years or so um, and if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Crafted Genius. So if you want to check out that YouTube video, if if I do one, I think I think I will. It takes a lot of balls um, to talk in front of a camera. I don't know why. Uh, I get very self-conscious, I think. And I think that's what I like about doing a podcast is I can just chat shit for 52 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this one. It's a completely different episode to what I had lined up and what I thought I could do. Um. yeah crazy if you have any questions if you want to know more if you want uh, some advice get in touch uh, there's no place like summercamp.com you can send me a message through there I'm also available of course on Instagram there's no place like summercamp um, in the next episode we are going to be bringing it back to camp and uh, I'll probably be talking about my coronavirus experience as well a little bit um and we're just going to be talking about why Camp America is good for the CV. So thanks for sticking with me on this one. Thanks for hearing me out. I know this one's not about um, summer camp, um, but I think it's a very, very interesting subject. And especially as I've been doing these extra episodes talking about coronavirus and the updates that it has against... Um, you know the backdrop of Camp America and traveling the world who would have thought that I would have got it and um, man it's crazy but I'm glad I'm through it I'm no longer infected I'm so-called immune but would I want to take that risk of potentially catching corona again no and that's where we're gonna end this episode guys uh, yeah I'll see you next Tuesday cheers guys bye <laughs>